Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Good day to you, wherever you may be. This is Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT Act, Action and Cultural Transformation. Leaders, are you leading? How are you leading? How well are you leading? And are you taking care of yourselves as you take care of your teams? And as you take care of your teams, you're taking care of yourself. How does that all work for you? We've got a question for you here. Rich Buren, Buren, my 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 partner here, yep. and me, yep. Michael Bailey. We're here to help you out a little bit. That's what we do. We have a little bit of help. And uh, we, we know you're courageous. We know you're bold. Here's the question we have for you today. Are you courageous to a, enough? Are you courageous enough to admit that you're weak? That's what we're going to be talking about. Do you have the courage to admit it when you just don't have it? So, Rich, let's start there. Open that that's, up. That's a loaded question, Michael. It, it really is. Um, I don't think anybody wants to admit they're weak, wants to admit weaknesses. Yeah, and and really hesitant to do so. But honestly, in order to move forward, in in no matter what we do whether it's leadership, whether it's life, whether it's sports, you have to come to terms with your weaknesses and admit that there are areas that you need to improve on. And not everybody wants to go there, especially, uh, we, we've found this out, Michael, if you're in a, people that are in senior leadership positions, already there, already have the title, already have the corner office, I am not going to admit to anybody that I'm weak, simply not going to happen. I'm going to cover that up. Um, what did, what was the term you came up with earlier today? Uh, authoritarian imposter. Authoritarian, authoritarian imposter. imposter. Yeah. yeah, I'm an authority. Yeah, I've got the authority. Yeah, I'm an imposter. I'm an imposter, <laughs> and darn it, I'm not going to let you know that. That's right. Versus leadership authenticity. Yeah. And it's it's tough. That's one of the, the things that uh, when we talk about executive coaching, when we talk about uh, personal development, the courage, you have to have that courage. That you have to find that courage in order to be vulnerable, to be humble, to improve and, and to admit, yeah, there's some areas that I, I have some issues in. Um. We've seen this with uh, some of the people we work with, Michael. You have a couple of CEOs that we have been working with recently 
who, um, after several years, 25 years in the same organization, knows the business inside and out. And that's not what uh, we're talking about. We, we assume you know your business. That's not something we're going to discuss with you. But he came and he said, look, after all these years in this position, I, realize, I have come to realize I don't know how to be a leader. Some of those skills I do not have, even though I know the business. And, and, and it takes, you know, that takes a certain level of intestinal, intestinal fortitude, I guess, mm-hmm. to come forward and do that. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. And, and it's interesting because when you say, look, I've got the courage to admit that I'm weak, that doesn't mean that you're a weak person. It doesn't mean that you're a weak leader. What it actually opens, and that's what the, the way that people usually think about it, what it really opens up is, you know what? I'm humble. I'm also modest. I don't have to be it all the time. I don't have to be no. the thing all the time. And that's actually a very endearing and engaging kind of a, a characteristic when a leader shows that, you know, I don't know everything and I blew this over here. This is something I'm working on to improve yeah. or I've got, I can always learn something new, you know, that that, yep. that's, that makes them very human. If they're, if they're not that, yeah, but and if they're not that, they got to pretend. They just got to pretend that I have got it all together all the time, no matter what. So whenever you talk to them, you're always battling in a gauge of engaging in a battle of, um, you know, I'm right, you're wrong, right. And and I think a lot of that really comes down to Michael when you realize that it's not a battle of who's right, who's wrong. It's more uh it's more along the lines of what have I got that I can improve on and make more right? Not that you're wrong, not that I'm right, not that I'm right, not that you're wrong, whatever that may come down to. But understanding that, you know, that's not what it's about. Uh, you know, one of the endearing things you you mentioned, uh, that you know. So a couple of these people we we work with, this this same CEO that we were talking about, he realized it's not a, anymore about what's in it for me. It's what can I do for my people, the people yeah. that work for me. And when you realize that as a leader, you hold other people's careers in your hands. It's a privilege. It's a privilege and an honor to be in these positions. And and you have to realize that whatever you do, it's for those around you. And what you're really saying is is that it's a position of not only honor, it's a position of trust. And how can people trust you if they know you're a phony? Yep. How can they trust you if you're a, um, you know, you're just an imposter? If you're just putting on that you that you always have to be right? How can they possibly trust you? Because nobody is always right. Again, it goes back to just being that humble person, being willing to listen and learn and work together. It's not about the right or wrong. It's about what's going to what is going to get us where we need to be in terms of our organization, what we do, how we work together, products we provide, services that we provide. What's that all about? How's how does that how's how's that going to be? What must we do? And so that's it takes it to a whole different thing. It stops making it so doggone personal about you, the leader. As rather than you as a person who is functioning in that position to help the organization and everyone in the organization, in some ways, even starting with the individuals, then the teams, then the organization to work better, more effectively, more efficiently, more happily, 
more engaged. That's really, really what it's all about. Absolutely. But if you got to be the the new sheriff in town and you got to have everybody keep shining up your badge, that is not going to be a great place for anybody. Nobody's going to be happy there because they're always waiting for you to say, well, shine up my badge here, you know. Yep. Butter my cob. That's (laughs) right. Butter my cob and shine my badge and spit shine my boots, whatever that may take. Um, you know, cleaning the windows in my my corner office, making sure that I, I look the part. But it's it's not enough to look the part anymore. It really isn't. You have to be the part. You do. You really do have to be that authentic person of being the leader. And so the question it becomes one: How do you become? How do you get out of the fear of being exposed as a fake, as a phony, as somebody who doesn't know what they're doing? Uh, and the, the truth of the matter is. Some level, we all are inadequate. You just got to yeah. face the fact that you're inadequate about some things. We all are inadequate. Yeah. However, I'm in the process of doing something about it, learning, growing, developing, doing what I can, helping you out in that process as well. Nobody's got it all together. So that in itself starts moving you in a position of authenticity. Yeah. And when you're authentic like that, they call it transparent now. Yeah. You know, if you're transparent that way and you're authentic, then that gives people really a chance to see you as the leader you are, the leader that you want to be, the leader you want to become. You see that, and that you're uh, you're reciprocating. You're giving that same kind of support to them, and it's not demanding results. So it's tough. It can be hard. It can be very hard. And yeah. you know, I think a lot of the problem too, Michael, is is as we look at some of these leaders, they feel they've been pigeonholed. Pigeonholed into a specific leadership style. They don't know how to branch out beyond that. And so they resort to maybe some of the old school command and control type tactics, which really do that doesn't work anymore. You push people away. You limit your own abilities. And therefore, if you're in a, in a, a leadership position such as a CEO or C level or executive level, where your actions are going to dictate the course of your organization. It's time to really sit back and say, yeah, I need to I need to maybe take a deeper look at who I am as a leader. Get it real. Get it real. That's and again, that's very tough. It's a hard thing to do to get it real for a lot of people because yeah. a lot of people got by on posing and yeah. playing that imposter syndrome. Sometimes they play it really, really well. Yeah. You build a disengagement. And start saying, okay, I do have to be real. I have to be real with what is, <clears throat> excuse me, with who it is that I am. Those are difficult. And those are the things that really make, genuinely make a leader courageous. Yeah. yeah. Real courage. That's what that really is all about. So that's what we're asking you out there. You know, you have the courage to admit that you're weak, that you've got some challenges, that you don't have it all together, that you're willing to do something about it and then actually do something about it. It's always a fascinating thing, Rich, as we're working with leaders, and to see that moment when the light bulb goes on, they go, oh, yeah, yeah. Holy cow, what was I thinking? What was I doing there? Remember this one fellow who's like, he said, I'm not doing that anymore. And we didn't tell him. We just let him down a path for him to discover that himself. And he said, I'm stopping that now. It's over. I'm not ever doing that again. I get it. It is done. We We are done with that. Yeah. But before he kind of thought that he knew what it was doing, but he was humble enough, modest, modest enough to say, yeah, let's take a crack at that. Let's take a look at that. And when he got it, when he saw it, he owned it. He didn't do any kind of finger pointing, blaming, shaming, and that kind of stuff. Said, 
hey, it's me, it's mine, I'm going to take care of it. That is a powerful position for a leader to be, because that's when you get really in touch with your real self, your authentic leader that's inside of you. It's a magic moment. You know, I don't like to use that term very often, but but it is a magic moment. Yeah. By golly, if you're a leader and you're sincere about it and you want to become the best, you need to have a lot of those kind of magic epiphanies going on. Yeah, now I get it. Didn't know it before. Now I get it. Now I see it. Let's go do it differently. We were talking to somebody today. They are struggling in many ways about how to get it, you know, quote unquote, right. They want to yeah. get it right. You can see they're earnest in it. They're involved in it. They're up to their, you know, their elbows and alligators but there's that sense of we got to get it right we just don't know how to get it right but we want to the term was we got to get some breathing room before we can breathe Uh, that and that's really what it came down to Mm -hmm. how you gotta you gotta clear the air for yourself and what they don't realize at this point is if you were to start doing one thing maybe two things yeah in your organization and as individuals, you'd start having breathing room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't realize it can be just a real simple change of the paradigm. And all of a sudden, they've got the breathing room, which before they did not believe. And that's the key word. They did not believe they had. They did not believe it was there. They did not believe they had that option. And so they continue to, we need breathing room so we can breathe. Yeah. Yeah, it's and that's a tough place to be in. You got to realize you can't wait for the outcome you want. You have to go after it. Yeah, you got to create it. It's like saying I want to cross the street, but it's raining, so I better not go. Well, here's an umbrella. Let's go together. No, you can't trust umbrellas; they'll fly away. What are you crazy? Well, yeah, so we better better just get right here. <laughs> better stay in that. Stay just in a little shop here and drink my hot chocolate. Yeah. So how how do people fix this, Michael? What do they do? Well, I tell you, if, you, if you're doing the best that you can and you still don't know how to do it, you're trying and you're uh, it's still not coming together, you just have to be humble enough to say, I don't know. I just don't know. I want to know. I, I think I should know. I should, I'm supposed to know. I think that I, I should be able to figure it out. But the truth of the matter is, if you don't have the information, if you don't have the ability, the skills to look at things differently... That is a huge, huge thing. Yeah. If you don't know how to do it, then you got to go get some help. That's what we started out today. We're here to help you. So you can contact us. Let's get a conversation going. That is the best thing I can tell you, people all around the world, because we have people watching us all around the yeah. world. The best thing that you can do if you're stuck, if you're spinning your wheels and you're not getting anywhere, if you're getting you know, overwhelmed, if you're getting so preoccupied you can't even think you don't even know where to turn or you're just feeling like every day is just another battle contact us yeah let's start a conversation up to help you see it differently see yourself differently to see the organization differently most of the problems most of the problems in any organization or any leadership development is is because of self-imposed limiting beliefs and perceptions that oh, you absolutely. Have imposed, and you don't even know that you've done it. You don't even know that you've done it. And therefore, since you don't know that you did it, you don't know how to get out of it. And here's here's the the sad part about this, Michael, is there's a solution. If you're waking up every single morning 
to get ready to go into work and you are just staring at the, the your clock, staring at the wall, wishing you had something else you could do or go other than than the work because of these issues we even talked about earlier on. They're stressors, they're derailers, they're things that you, there are solutions for. There are people to help you get through these issues. And if you are day in, day out, struggling with poor leadership, with lack of leadership skills, with lack of understanding, where where can I turn to, where can I go to, call us. Doesn't it hurt? Doesn't cost you anything to call us? No. Okay, give us money right now. We don't do that. What we no. do is we start finding out who you are, what you're about, what's going on with you, what your organization is about. What we're doing is we're what we're really doing is we're building a relationship. We may not want to work with you. You may not want to work with us. We may feel that within a very short period of our conversation. However, it's more likely there's something we can do to help you. If yeah. not, that's fine too. We still love you. Still, yeah. still listen and watch. Well, and, and it's uh, I love to get to meet new people. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's, see what I, makes I, them tick. Absolutely. You're not, you're not imposing on us, just so you know. We actually get yeah. a kick out of getting to know you folks and talking to you. You're fascinating people. Whether you know it or not, you probably don't think you're – some may out there think you're fascinating, you know, that they are. But most people, we find them really fascinating and interesting. So Oh, yeah. We like that. We like getting to know you. So it's it's cool. Don't think of it as like a chore. Yep. Think of it like an opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Case in point, I spoke with someone, great conversation, great per, uh, individual – from Scotland. And it turns out she she was in Scotland and it turns out she's in an area that I have ancestors from. Mm. Now we're we're probably not going to end up doing business, but we made it we had a couple great conversations and it was it was fun. So she belonged to a different clan. Yes, she did. <laughs> yeah. Yes, as a matter of fact. That's why we're not doing business. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, no. But but Case in point, there you go. Someone ha- uh, completely, you know, another part of the world yeah, had a great conversation with and, and made a relationship. So outstanding. Yeah. Very good. So there you are. The invitation's out there. We're yeah. nice people, usually. Usually. We always are. And we'd love to get to know you. We really would. Genuinely. Yeah. You find yeah. talking to us to be fun, invigorating, uh, encouraging. Yeah. Sense of of enthusiasm. You'll walk off the you'll walk off the the playing field after talking to us, yeah. feeling a whole lot better, feeling a lot more hopeful. I guarantee yeah. that. Yeah. And here's the thing, Michael. Mm-hmm. If you think you're in a, in somewhere else and you you it's probably not appropriate to call us because you're in a different country. We have a presence in 53 countries. ILEC has has worked with leaders in 53 countries. More than likely, you're from one of them. And more than likely. That's right. So. That's right. So if they want to get a hold of us, Rich, what do they do? They go to executiveleadersactilec.com or send us an email. You know, I, I we love emails. M. Bailey at intelligentleadershipec.com. R. Barron at intelligentleadershipec.com. And drop us a note. Yeah. Pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. Let's shout out. Have we ever given a shout out to the people in East Los Angeles? Have we ever done that? I don't think East Los Angeles, no. No, East Los Angeles. I lived used to live in LA County, northern LA County, out San Fernando Valley. East LA Los Angeles. It is a nice place. It is cool out, out there. So hey, East LA. 
Thanks for listening. We Thanks love for, it. Thanks for downloading <laughs> us. Yeah. Yeah. We look forward to hearing from you. You're not in a different country. It may feel like you are sometimes, but it's we'd love to hear from you, man. We would. Yep. All right. Take care. And until next time, this is Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT. And uh, take care of each other. We'll see you again soon. All right. All the best. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.